0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Log Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations,
1: is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Our topic for today is glamour, and before we get started on our topic glamour, I'd like to announce that we have a special offer for you, so maybe later on I'll go into greater depth with it, and I'm I'm sure you'll uh, like to take advantage of that offer. offer. But I'd also like to give some credit to Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust organization. Lucis Trust sponsors uh, Inner Sight. And Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. People are being rapidly disillusioned and will consequently see more clearly. World glamour is being steadily removed. Well, we have to find out what uh, Alice Bailey's definition of glamour is, but before we do, what what signs do you see that people are being rapidly disillusioned, as Alice Bailey says, and and why is that good?
0: I know, it doesn't sound like much fun, does it? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being disillusioned, oh, thank you. Well, I think the nature of the times seems to be that uh, all kinds of things that used to be hidden, submerged, suppressed, perhaps you could say, are coming to light. The Bible says in, in this particular time at the end of the age, all things shall be shouted from the housetops. And it does seem that a lot that has been buried for a long time, scandals, um, exposés, um, uh, Various um, misbehavior on both the personal and the corporate level is all being exposed. And as a result, I think people are being disillusioned. If we think back to, what was it, 30 years ago, um, the Watergate experience, to me was the start of disillusionment uh, with the American government in the sense that people had probably trusted their leadership a lot more before that. Vietnam also was a disillusioning experience, and in the aftermath, I think people are a lot more cynical, and I suppose they feel that that cynicism means they're more clear-eyed. But the two don't necessarily go together.
2: No, I think this is disillusionment or illusion or glamorous period that we're going through right now is still still with us. Uh, the, um, there's a, a lot more disillusion, I think, over the war in Iraq mm-hmm. and um, the um, terrorism itself and uh, how that's working out. And uh, there, There's a lot that's about that that's coming to the surface, all the negative aspects of that. Coming to the surface.
0: Maybe we should try to clarify what is meant by glamour, because it's a term used in a lot of the books of Alice Bailey. Yeah. There's even a particular book, Glamour, A World Problem, mm. that she wrote that deals with the subject intensively. A lot of people might think of something like Fredericks of Hollywood when they think of glamour.
1: Vanity, I got saying The connotation of vanity comes up when they hear yes. glamour.
0: Yeah. Vanity Fair is an example <laughs> of uh, glamour. The uh, sophistication that it might uh, connote in some people's minds, the whole Hollywood aspect. I think it has a kind of a positive uh, quality to a lot of people, and yet... If you really study the dictionary definition, it's not uh, all that positive, and certainly in the writings of Alice Bailey, it's not. It refers to the phantasmagoria, the fog, you could say, uh, that is especially associated with the emotional realm of life. And it's a word that includes all of the deception and fog and miasma and delusion and misunderstanding and misinterpretation that have to do with emotional reaction and emotional sensitivity and that make it so difficult to communicate with others, to make ourselves clear and to see our own life and our own path clearly. This is all obscured by the fog of glamour, of emotional reaction.
2: And uh, fog, I think, is a good um, symbol of what... This glamour really does to uh, the people uh, because uh, fog is a combination of uh, (coughs) water and air Mm -hmm. and coming together and creating a fog that obscures one's vision. (coughs) And since this um, glamour has to do with um, the emotional plane, the astral plane, as it's called, that is symbolized by water. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the, actually the <coughs> excuse me, the mind principle is at work also, and the, the, the mind, air. the air, mm-hmm. is a symbol of the mind, mm-hmm. and the water is a symbol of the astral nature, the emotional nature, And when these two work together, you it creates a fog.
0: Yes, um, Alice Bailey says that the very simple, mentally undeveloped people are relatively free of glamour because they aren't troubled by nuance or subtlety. They see everything in black and white. Things are very clear to the the mentally undeveloped person. They aren't aware of a great deal of uh, mystery and subtlety to life. But as the mind begins to awaken, the air, as you say, that's when it sets up a reaction in combination with the emotional life, which is still also very active and the two together create steam or fog.
2: And this is kind of an inevitable stage that uh, people are going through um, because it's it's just a part of the evolving process that human beings go through. Uh, we, we all are, tend to be uh, obscured by our own creations in effect because, well, take the, the Hollywood type of glamour. Mm-hmm. Most of that glamour is what is projected on to a famous person, an actor or an actress or some musician or whoever. But it's the image that we have in our minds of this person uh, that may not have much to do with the real person, but it's the image that we project that we create. And uh, so we create kind of our own fog, our own... uh, illusions, our own glamours around ourselves, and then project them onto this person. So it it just kind of builds, and people react to that, and it builds more glamour.
0: You make an interesting point when you say that we project onto, say, a famous person, a star, or whatever, any public figure. What we... Imagine they are all about. And that reminds me of um, a statement in The Ageless Wisdom that is also found in any dictionary definition of glamour, that it's a reversal or an inversion of reality. And I know uh, the French translation of Alice Bailey's book, Glamour, A World Problem, refers to it as mirage. And a mirage is... um, an inversion, isn't it, of uh, an in inverted reflection of some distant object? That's a mirage. It's, it's inverted. Well, that's the nature of glamour, that, uh, according to the Ages of Wisdom, the, the emotional plane is actually reversed. Our perception of emotional, of the emotional realm is an inversion of reality.
2: It's a little bit like the uh, the lens in, in your camera. Oh,
0: that's a good image. There's
2: yeah. um, there
0: uh, in, in
2: the old days, the old um, big box cameras. They had there was like one lens, mm-hmm. and it would you look through that, and the image would be turned upside down, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to have another lens to turn it right side up again. So you, in effect, you have the mind and the emotional nature. Acting as a lens, what the ideas that come from the mind, through the astral plane or through the emotional plane, gets reversed, and then that tends to be what we pick up and is impressed upon our our consciousness and the mind nature in the in the brain consciousness.
0: And when you said that we tend to project these perceptions onto others, that again is um, uh, an aspect of that inversion or uh, reversal. Because what we are seeing in others so often, especially the negative, um, critical aspects uh, of our um, experience of other people, are really reflections of what's in us, we're told. But we don't claim them for ourselves. We project them, as you say, onto others. I find that realization really fascinating to ponder, because if you think about it, an aspect of glamour is that the things that we see in other people that especially annoy us, and especially capture our attention, and really become kind of um, uh, uh, things that really bug us, you could say, are aspects of behavior or whatever that are probably unclaimed in our own consciousness, and we just Project them onto others, or see them in others. Don't see them in ourselves. That's again the aspect of reversal that has to do with glamour and distortion.
2: And we carry around these distortions with us. We create them just in our uh, just in our thought life. Every thought that we think and every emotion that we feel uh, is something that we are creating all the time, and it becomes part of our aura, part of our mental and emotional body and we carry these, these uh, illusions and glamours around with us and uh, they all add to the great uh, great illusion that's surrounding this planet and if you read in the, in the writings of Alice Bailey, the, the writer quite often talks about this emotional mess <laughs> actually he, she uses mm-hmm. the word mess for, to describe the atmosphere in which humanity lives right and, now.
0: And they mistake it for reality. We mistake it for reality. But what we are really referring to is the, the feeling and the sensation through which we grope our way in life. Now and then, we might have a clear perception. Now and then, we might have a really sharply defined thought. But a lot of the time, we are feeling, desiring sensing, reacting, and all of these um, are characteristics of the emotional realm, and that's where all the, the fog and the misperception, the inversion, occur, and we call it life.
1: Well, for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today, Glamour. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a special offer from Lucy's Publishing Company, and, and that special order offer is a uh, is a book, the title of which is Ponder on This. And Ponder on the, uh, on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including extracts on the subject of glamour. So if you'd like this special order, well, the the specialness of it is that it's available for, available for $16. And generally we charge uh, a bit more because we have to charge for shipping shipping and handling, so the discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. So what you need to do is, if you'd like the book, ponder on this. You have to send a check or a money order to Lucis Publishing, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 100 zero five and that's a check or money order for sixteen dollars. Ask for the book, ponder on this. And by the way, you'll only get the free shipping and handling if you mention that you heard about it on inner site. So send the check or money order for sixteen dollars to Lucis Publishing one twenty Wall Street New York, New York one zero 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 five we appreciate the support that you've given us in the past, and we hope you continue to give us financial support. Uh, both large and small donations are certainly appreciated. Uh, that's what keeps us on the air, and we certainly thank you. And uh, It's touching to know that so many people out there are interested in, in uh, values and uh, positive ways of looking at life and ways of, and ways of generating compassion towards other people. So, Making donations to us certainly keeps us on the air, and we can continue talking about these topics, all of which, by the way, once again, come from the works of Alice Bailey. So if you would like to continue to donate, uh, send the donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005, that's Lucis Trust, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. And if you'd like a uh, general package of information uh, about who we are, what we're all about, I guess. probably to sum it up in a very brief way we're uh, to answer the most frequently asked question uh, no we're not a religion <laughs> we're a spiritual philosophy organization there are people who uh, who are interested in the Bailey books and in speaking about them interacting about them who come from all walks of life and all different backgrounds of religions so if you'd like a package of general information contact us at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven, 695 8247 and certainly through that general package uh of information, you'll find out a lot about Lucis Trust. Uh, once again, 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it: one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Our website, by the way, www.lucistrust.org. And on that website, you can key into all our uh, previously archived library of radio shows and uh, just so many different topics that you might find interesting, a uh, multiple number of them. So take a look at our website, org. And I was thinking before about uh, Glamour and uh, uh, what would be my, from what I'm perceiving? My definition of glamour uh, is things that are really not essential to the core of uh, life, but more or less fringes that people get caught up in. And would that be an accurate understanding of it?
0: Well, I suppose that's part of um, the definition of glamour that it has to do with the peripheral and the um, un- unessential. It's it's really the the emotional reaction to life, rather than the mental perception of reality. If you think of a a, a blind man groping his way in a, a lighted room, but he, lacking sight, cannot see anything, maybe that's a good um, image for the person who is encumbered by glamour. He has to grope his way through life rather than see clearly. And we have the two great world teachers who taught us how to overcome this kind of blindness, this glamour, the Buddha and the Christ. The Buddha was um, the first to teach us that desire is what keeps us enmeshed in glamour. The desire for things, for people, for sensation, for material pursuits, all kinds of desire keep us imprisoned in our emotional wants rather than seeing life clearly as it is. The only way we can see life and participate in it with open eyes, he said, is by learning detachment. And he left us with a, a course that we can follow called the Noble Middle Way, which is the path that leads between the pairs of opposites, cleaving neither to the right nor the left, you could say, following the light which is generated by the light of reality, and not being attached to anything that belongs to the physical or emotional realm is um, liberation from glamour. The Christ also taught an example in the Garden of Gethsemane, if people know their New Testament. He was tempted three times in the Garden before his crucifixion, and he reacted to each temptation by enunciating a clear principle. Again, we come back to simplicity rather than complexity. He didn't revert to the analytical mind that so many of us think is highly developed today, especially with the technology being what it is. Our analytical minds are developing very fast. But he didn't revert to that aspect of the mind because that only creates a further... Obfuscation. He, re- he resorted to clear, direct, simple principles. And that's another way to escape from glamour.
2: And escaping from glamour is really what it's all about because that, that's essentially what the mission of these two great initiates and world teaches, is, was, and still is, the escaping and liberation from the, uh, the, the world of glamour and the world of illusion, which are the uh, emotional plane and the mental plane, the lower mental plane. And as you say, it's um, the uh, activity of the lower mind that creates so much of the illusions that surround us because it subdivides everything it sees. It analyzes everything. It separates everything. And if one thing is sure about the spiritual world. It is the oneness of the world, the oneness that uh, we have lost sense of. Mm -hmm. And so we we tend to separate everything in the world, and that causes a a lot of the illusion that um, we're trying to escape from.
0: This aspect of mind also keeps us focused on the material outer plane of life where so much glamour dominates. Because um, The the early human being had a sense of the unity of life, as you say, and of the spiritual realm. And in our development of the scientific technological mind, which was necessary, and I think is is to the great credit of humanity, it also is this aspect of the mind that keeps us imprisoned on the material plane and blind to the spiritual reality behind the outer realm. That's... Again, a, f- a factor of glamour, that we think the outer tangible realm is all there is. That's what makes us imprisoned in our desires for money, for fame, for beauty, for uh, whatever you think makes life exciting and uh, fulfilling.
2: And all of these, these glamours are what drives the world economy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's what drives us uh, into war, I'm, yes. I'm, <clears throat> ironically. And uh, it's uh, it's what causes so much pain. Uh, we we uh, think we need all of these things, and there's a great desire, and advertising uh, creates the desire. Uh, it enhances the desire and builds up the desire, and we think we need all of this, and yeah. then it, we, it ends up being kind of empty in the long run, and we realize... Only later that uh, we've been following an illusion.
0: And we can see how this is starting earlier and earlier with television for children. It creates um, a desire for brand names and um, specific material items in very young children. They know all the names and the exact type and style of what they want. That is, I think, downright wicked. Because it's implying, it's a, it's um, compelling children from a very early age to desire, to want, to crave, and uh, it's glamour, and it's done with a great deal of awareness and skill by uh, the advertising industry.
2: And the, the parents, unfortunately, uh, buy into it, mm. and uh, they can't. It's very difficult to uh, uh, fight against it. I think because we're all kind of caught up in this. Uh, emotional whirlwind.
0: But we can free ourselves of it and the um, the great spiritual teachers have given us uh, guidelines for how we release ourselves. In the writings of Alice Bailey there's a very interesting statement about how to free ourselves from glamour. She says, a deep distrust of one's reactions to life and circumstance when such reactions awaken and call forth criticism, separativeness or pride is of value. She says these qualities, criticism, separativeness, and pride, are the breeders of glamour. And those are three criteria that we can hold in mind, all of us, uh, to evaluate our reactions to life and circumstances. Do Does what we are experiencing or witnessing evoke a sense of criticism in us, a sense of superior knowledge, does it evoke a sense of separativeness? Well, I'm not like that. Or they are different from me. Or they're not the same as we are. They're lower than we are. Or of pride. I'm special. God has a special role for me. I'm not like others. I have left that behind. All of those reactions are signs of glamour. And starting by applying those criteria, I think, are, is a very useful practice.
2: And also, um, she says uh, that um, the use techniques of meditation are helpful too in overcoming much of the illusions um, because it's in the plane of mind that uh, we... It's on the plane of mind that we can only begin to see Mm -hmm. the true reality. uh, Meditation allows us to begin to detach and step back and be the observer of all of this stuff that surrounds us and to look at it objectively from the position of the soul, for example, um, and uh, see the illusion for what it is. And it's, it's a matter of um, using meditation as a technique of mind control, controlling your own mind, being able to think, think through uh, these questions that are facing us every day and see the reality behind it and if it's, there is no uh, basis in truth then uh, reject it.
0: And it also, meditation enables one to begin to see behind the outer realm of form to the inner meaning and that's where we liberate ourselves from a lot of illusion and glamour because we we then aren't so fixed on the outer material aspect and we can begin to see the, the substantial meaning and significance behind it. That is a key to freeing ourselves from glamour. Another is the cultivation of joy. Joy, we're told, lets in the light. And we should therefore be joyful. Because where there's joy, there's little room for glamour and misunderstanding. That's a nice thought, I think, that um, if we can just simply cultivate the habit of joy and, I would say, of gratitude... That can free us from desire, from craving, from feeling, I don't have enough, from feeling, I want more, I want this, I want that, I don't have that yet, then I'll be happy when I get that. Joy, gratitude can alleviate that sense of longing and desire.
2: And it's um, the, the attainment of freedom. I mean, we're a very freedom-loving country here, but we're, we're far from being free. We're really imprisoning ourselves more and more. So it's, it's also the, uh, the attainment of freedom, true well, freedom. Well,
0: maybe we should talk next time about freedom because that's one of the major glamours that I think we suffer from. Every individual is responsible for glamour and we have to identify how we succumb to it. So to be continued. Okay.
1: Once again, we have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that is the um, book called, the title of which is Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, including extracts on the subject of glamour. And it's available for $16. The uniqueness of the offer is that um, you get free shipping and handling. So you have to send a check or a money order to Lucis Publishing. 120 Wall Street, New York, New York 10005 and mention that you heard about it on Inner Sight. That's Lucy's Publishing 120 Wall Street, New York, New York 10005 You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
0: guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve from the center which we call the human race let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells let light and love and power restore the plan on earth